Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. The world is a totally evil place. It'll kill you. It doesn't matter what your dreams and hopes and ambitions are. It doesn't matter if you have a new boyfriend or a new girlfriend or you've got plans for the future. You can forget those plans because you're going to wind up Getting It Out podcast. That was Sinister Feeling with Sold Out. That's off of their 2023 promo tape, which is available now from Rebirth Records. You can go to rebirthrecords.bigcartel.com to pick a copy of that up. Or you can go to Bandcamp, sinisterfeeling.bandcamp.com to listen to the promo. I'm sure it's available elsewhere, but those are the places you can buy it. The four song promo also includes a Left for Dead cover. They do standing by. So it's safe to say if you like power violence, maybe you want to call it that or uh, Left for Dead style hardcore that you're going to like what you hear on this. They also had a promo or what that, what our demo, whatever they call it. They probably called it something dumb, a demonstration. We, we guys stop doing this. Stop calling demos demonstrations. I understand that that's what demo is short for, but for all of hardcore eternity, it's been a demo. Stop calling it demonstration. It's so fucking stupid. Anyway, the songs are good despite the name of the demo and the promo songs are even better, which makes sense. It's logical. It's chronological. It gets better. This I hear a little bit of that hate breed under the knife in there. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to call it power violence maybe, but certainly let's just much easier to call it hardcore and uh it's pretty sick i enjoyed it quite a bit i hope you did as well another great band coming out of baltimore all hoping to catch the best band coming out of baltimore right now end it and on this episode we're talking to akil godzi and pat martin of end it about all sorts of things and all sorts of other things so let's get to that but first let's go to new jersey for some hot zone Make family out of friends, make friends out of enemies. Peace to my family, make friends till they bury all the places we've been. We're never sitting it out, we be getting it in. Where you getting it out? I said all the places we've been. We're never sitting it out. 
This will officially go down as the fourth Getting It Out podcast episode with members of End It, a band I've talked to almost every year I've been doing this. It's easy for me to do that, though, because I consider myself uh, decent enough friends with at least three of the guys out of the five. The other two I've talked to, but I don't know. Like, I know the other three. Um, and uh, the other three I'm talking about, of course, are Akil singer Chris the drummer and Pat the bassist all of which by this episode have joined me on the podcast to talk some shit and it's been fun to do that and you might know or you might already be aware of this if you listen to the podcast regularly I happen to have a lot of Baltimore hardcore bands on because that was my scene for a long time and that's what I favor so I'm really biased and those are the people that I like to talk to it's easy to connect with them because we have some sort of history blah 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 it makes a lot of sense uh, as much as I love to have that sort of rapport with uh, bands from other scenes that I really respect like i.e. Philadelphia Hardcore which I live pretty close to but was never deeply in that one just to show here and there because Baltimore was my city, you know, but uh, so so I'm always going back there and I'm talking to maybe sometimes the same people, but it's okay because it's fun. And that's what I feel like this conversation was with Akil and Pat. Pat joined us as a surprise to me, and that's totally cool. More than welcome and happy to have them. And we talked all sorts of things. Some of it was even about end it, but most of it was just some bullshit crowdsourced some questions. You guys did a mostly terrible job. And that's okay because I do appreciate all the input and I threw out most of the questions that I got to them, not threw them out in the trash. I threw them to them and we went over them. Even if it was uh, some Billy Joel talk, we got it in there. So I'm not going to pound you down with a bunch of bullshit right here before we get to the conversation because I want to get to the conversation with Pat and Akil of, of End It. Of course, this came right after... Uh, Akil went uh, viral, hardcore viral, we'll call it, with his singing with his mom, the duet with his mother at the Grilla Biscuits show in Baltimore. So we kicked it off with a little talk about that. And uh, yeah, we'll get the story there if you haven't already. But as is tradition, first, I'm going to play a song from End It. That song's going to be 21, only because I don't think I've played this track on Getting It Out podcast yet. And then my conversation with the fellows in End It. When I hit you up last week about doing this just for the hell of it, just for the fun of it, I didn't know you were going to go fucking hardcore viral on me over the weekend. So <laughs> <laughs> That was uh, not planned. No? Nah, my mom. So in passing, I mentioned that we were playing the show on April 1st and I figured my mom would have, uh, she would have had something to do. Because yeah. Debbie stayed busy. But this was like the first time I ever even felt comfortable to invite my parents to a show. Mm. 
Because, you know, we're the where we're at in our careers now, I can get her a nice, this is a 60-plus-year-old black lady. I don't want her in gen pop. So I was able to get her a nice little spot to sit in and shout out the soundstage and security and everyone involved. They made sure she was taken care of. Everyone mm. knew, like, yeah, this is your mother. Like, we know. I guess somebody had let them know she was coming. It wasn't me. Mm. But as soon as everyone saw, it, uh, shout out BPM. <laughs> Everybody knew, like, oh, that's fucking kills mom. And yeah, that's a, I was telling someone earlier, that wasn't rehearsed or anything. That's just me and my mom playing Scrabble, singing songs, you know? So there's no, no discussion ahead of time. Well, I guess you, you probably had to pick a song though, right? It was either going to be Lost and Turned Out. Uh, Olivia, I forget who wrote that song. Production time. Yeah, it was either going to be Lost and Turned Out or um, this one. And this is actually I do it. If I ever do get married, we're going to do it again. Cause you and your mom or you or you. <laughs> You and your mom yeah. or the, me and my or the mom. woman you go with? Yeah. The woman I'm to, you already know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just to set, set the set the stage yeah, right there from the beginning. Like, this is how it is. That's setting up fucking tone. It'll be me and fucking Deb <laughs> because that's just our song. I don't know. Well, that's yeah. uh, Pat, Pat, while you were standing there watching this, because I, I got I to gotta mention that you're here too now early in, uh, Pat, Pat Martin, bass player. While you were standing here watching this, uh, did you... Was there any indication that this was that, that everybody was into it the way the way people have reacted? I don't, I'm not saying that weird, but like, did it seem like a, the crowd was in into it? Was, it? Uh, it was a real cool, like organic thing. Like we all like we always do the intro like every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a dice roll. Probably 60 percent of the time. But song it's going to be <laughs> to where after like as we're getting there about to start, like, which one is it this time? So I know because whatever he's when, done, I, start playing. when he's done, I have to start. So, and then I knew that Deb was there and I was like, I could, I could tell what was about to happen. And I was like, oh, this is sick. Yeah. It's like, just tell me what song it is. So I know. And then it went, but like, yeah, everyone was super into it. Like I didn't know it was going to be a viral moment. Like it was, but it was, I don't know. It, it set the tone for sure. Like so many, uh, older guys I've looked up to over the years and like cats I've met recently who really are like goons, you know, former Felons, sure. criminals, you know, hardcore kids legit were like, man, my mom died not too long ago, or like, blah, blah, blah. I was, you had me fucking crying, kid. Like, yeah. and it was earnest. Like, dudes who don't cry right. were like, ah, yo, that was beautiful. You brought your fucking mom to the hardcore show. And like, we hang out. So I know you're not faking the funk. Like, you're an actual hardcore kid who loves his mom. That's great. You know what I mean? I like that everyone's gotten older and is allowed to be a little quit. <laughs> <laughs> It was a very honest moment. Yeah, it was real honest. Like that's just well, ac- according to uh, Mad Joe Black of Wisdom and Chains, the most beautiful moment in the history of hardcore music. That's what's up. That's, <laughs> that's that's what he he reposted it with the with those words. And uh, your your boy Paul Bear chimed in. That that is great too. Uh, which Thanks is funny. It's funny to see. Uh, great to see. I lo- I love you know because of all the stupid shit that uh you can go like weekend viral for and hardcore uh that you know you came with an original one for sure yeah yeah this was someone getting smashed out uh, or someone's punching a beer enough and like just me and my mom <laughs> and then i'm pretty sure i said she pushed me out of her pussy 33 years ago <laughs> then whipped a knife out on stage <laughs> well, there you go you had to 
Yeah, in, in, in typical Akil style. Yeah, yeah. I learned from y'all. I didn't do nothing like that. I, I was. I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't even there. I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't even like hardcore. <laughs> I'm new. <laughs> well, Pat, Pat, actually, let's let's talk about let's talk a little bit about Pat here because Pat. Akil's been here on on the show two times. Chris has been on once. You have yet. This is your debut here, but anybody knows Baltimore hardcore. I happen to be at work and Akil's here. (laughs) Well, anybody knows Baltimore hardcore probably knows a band or two that you played in. So tell me about you getting in ended. I was supposed to play three shows and that was it. Like right when when One Way Track came out, uh, Ray our guitar player works at the club and he was like, Hey, like our bass player quit. Like we have these shows booked. Like, do you think you could do it? I was like, yeah, just like film videos of the songs that you want to play in the set. I'll learn them and we'll do it. I was like, all right, cool. So there was maybe like a month, maybe less that I just like yeah. learned the songs quick enough to be able to like play them serviceably. And mm-hmm. then we got back and release weekend. And after the, I guess like Jersey might've been the last show of that, that we came back. I was like, all right, cool. Like did the, the show where I threw, threw somebody through a window. Oh, that was, that the, was in, uh, the one at the brewery. That was, there was air quotes around The that. one at the brewery where they told us we weren't allowed to shoot crabs. That was a. <laughs> in New Jersey? It, it, you can't gamble and you, you can't, you can't play floor punch and roll dice. I. I took offense to that when that happened. Yeah, like so a ten man dice game going. It was it was a good it was a good game of craps. That was it, going. it was a good game going. And the uh, I don't know if it was like the bar manager or what came back and it was like like where it's like a brewery, so there were yeah. where all like the, the tanks and everything are mm-hmm. just throwing dice against the wall. This woman comes back, she's like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like you guys can't you can't be doing this in here." I was just like. This is New Jersey. You guys invented gambling. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Apparently, that was not the nicest thing to say. Weirdest part of that whole night was at the end of the night after we got paid and everything. I went up to Shorty and kicked out sixty dollars out of my pocket, and she was like, "What's this for?" I was like, "We just I, do you not like money? You're a bartender. Just take, <laughs> just take it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm giving it to you. It's legal. I was. I did uh, do illegal gambling. I kicked." Didn't I hit somebody with a bat? No, I kicked a water bottle with a kid, and apparently a window got broken. So I gave her sixty dollars. That's pretty yeah. powerful. Yeah, that's a, that's a good. That's that's a wash. Yeah, yeah. Hey. we uh, we we played that show, came back, and then uh, they had all they had booked your birthday show at Auto. Auto. We're like, oh, can you do one more? I was like, yeah, I'll, like I did these, I'll do one more. And then and that's when I first and then pandemic happens. And that's when singing the song as the intro started. Uh-huh. And then I just started doing the band and they, they wrote nice. me back. Excuse me. Well, solid addition, of course. Thank you. Although you're so much older than them. I don't know how they let you yeah, in, but it's, only, you know. it's, it's not, it's not as much as it seems like. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I, Hey, I, we talked about this and you saw my posts about it, of course, crowdsourcing some questions and people did a terrible job of this, which is not a surprise. How many did you get? Um, how many good ones? <laughs> how many good ones is pretty slim, but you know, there was, there was a fair amount. Uh, there was more, but a lot of them are like packed into paragraphs. 
Like, yeah. just, like, and then I had to like, I, I had to highlight them. I got them on my phone here. I had to highlight them. But one of the uh, questions. I this way. A lot of people who like ended like to give real thorough explanations about minutia. Yeah, motherfucker. That's just a lot of brain dead hardcore kids. That's, that's well, what like we're I talking said, about. They, they like <laughs> the real in-depth explanations about minutia. Real yeah, yeah. kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the questions I'm going to paraphrase some of them. One of them I have here in front of me was simply because you guys touched on it a couple of times was how do you choose your warm up song? So it starts in the van where I'll be like, hey, uh, can we listen to what I want to listen to? I need to warm my voice up, which is actually just me just taking over the radio. Yeah. Trying to figure out what I want to listen to. And then probably about 20 minutes before we get on stage, I say, hey, what song should I do? I'm going to do this one. <laughs> then they're like, okay, sure. And then about five minutes before we get on stage, I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm doing this song. And then I just go with it. So, so Pat, you, got, you guys got to know these songs then, right? Because you said you got to come in at a certain point. Oh, yeah. But I, like a lot of, I don't know, me and Akil's music taste is pretty similar. Yeah. So it's, it's almost built out of like, whatever we were already kind of listening to. It's like, oh, this makes me think of this song. Yeah. Then we'll put that on and kind of go down like a rabbit hole of what that is. And then... And I never do ben something that they ben don't he'll pick know. the one, then change his mind two hours later. And then he'll think of something 20 minutes before we go on that seems like a better idea. Thankfully, at least I... Nine times out of ten, I know what it is. Yeah. But then usually as soon as he starts doing it, I know where it's at. It's like, just tell me where you want to stop. So I know where it's going to be. And then it, it flows pretty smooth. Like there's never been a time where I've been like, I don't know what he wants to do right now. <laughs> just goes on, finishes the whole fucking song. Yeah. It's, not, it's never <laughs> been like that, but if it did, it would, add, it, but it would probably take us to like a 35 minute set. Like if that happens, That'd be sick. you know, people might be excited about that. But also I, uh, I do a lot of directing with my eyes in terms of me yeah. and Pat while performing. I'll just look at him and be like, obviously, if you can't see that. Yeah. But yeah, I give, he gets a preparatory breath through my vision and then boom, there you go. Start playing the bass. We'll figure it out. Yeah. It's cute. It's kind of cute. You guys got a little, little system, nonverbal cues. <laughs> I mean, so we, we sleep, we print, we tend to share room on tour. Yeah. Because we get along the most, not that like the rest of us don't get along, but like Akil and Pat sleep in the same room. That's just same bed. Depending on how big the room is. <laughs> so most times, yeah, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, that that's that's acceptable. I think I don't. Are you guys has ended gotten to the point where people are at least getting your hotel rooms now? We're getting our hotel rooms now. Yeah. Okay. There you go. There you go. But yeah, but, uh, it's very rare we sleep in someone's house unless yeah. they're a pal. Yeah, it's got to be. They yeah. Really nice yeah, it's got to be like buds. Yeah, a lot yeah. of the time. But I feel like a lot of the shows that we play too, like we'll try and knock out like a little bit of the drive after we play to make yeah. it a little easier the next day, so we can go do whatever. Like we always want to go eat, so mm -hmm. there's always like a a plan for the day. That all right, cool. Like we knock out three hours, then we get in two hours early. We're still going to show up late for load in regardless, but we're at least going to go eat something cool before we show up late. Oh yeah. Who's, who's, who's in charge? Who's the, who's the boss? So oddly enough, uh, in terms of like administration, <laughs> like band business, Gons takes care of most of that, uh, on the road, like day, we, day to day, probably me day to day. We let, we had Pat and Chris 
dictate what we should and should not be doing. But oddly enough, the first person to be like, we should pack this shit in is me. <laughs> really? Yeah. Hell yeah. Cause I'm tired. I'm, I just got done being sociable all day. It's time to yeah. go. Yeah. How is that now? People want to talk to you now, Akil. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know at some point for me, that would have been fun when I had a different type of uh, social threshold. I don't know what the fuck word I'm looking for. Yeah. Now it wouldn't be. I like to call it mental luggage. Yeah, man. I, I don't got any of it anymore. I've got to carry on. <laughs> don't, don't, even, <laughs> don't even fuck with me. A fanny pack if that. Uh, right. So how, how is that for you being out there on tour? People want to talk to Akil. What's uh, how, how you how you dealing with it? Uh, in all honesty, I really don't mind. It beats them being upset at me for telling the generation of teenagers to kill themselves. But because <laughs> of the message of like what I'm saying, I get a lot of it, there's always like people want us to sign albums and people want to take pictures and whatnot. But uh, it'll mostly be like teenagers. Mm-hmm. Who are just like, man, you're so cool. I, right. I just, it's just nice to meet you, take a picture. And I'd rather they be allowed to take a picture with me than fucking kill themselves. So I don't even go through any of that anymore. What's right. up? You might as well talk to me. I mean, I think it's cool that kids have that, that much confidence to ask. Yeah. Cause I know that being that young, I don't know that I would have asked anyone for like an autograph or anything, but yeah. like, even like I'm signing autographs. Yep, yeah, man. Let me tell you something about. Let me tell you about something about with, uh, somebody with a teenager in the house. They'll ask for whatever the fuck they want. They do not care anymore. <laughs> yeah, these kids don't. They're not the teenagers we were. Not to not to date myself incredibly, but like going to the first time I saw Seven Seconds. Yeah, I like I ran as soon as they were done and asked Kevin Seconds if I could have the set list. Exactly. The show. And go, was, no. Oh, I was terrified. Like I wanted because I love that band. This one's for the women of the girls that were here. <laughs> so as well. Then I took of, that then I took that set list and then went and watched tape read right after. A lot of so girls was, like ended, but uh they leave me the fuck alone, and that's just great. I mostly get harassed by teenage boys. <laughs> but that's great because at my core, I'm still sort of kind of a teenage boy. So this is awesome. Well, I think what you just said there again and uh, what you said recently on an Instagram video that you've been Googling, I think you need to start watching what you're saying here on the Internet. Cause right? <laughs> Man, do I love teenage boys, brother. I, t- <laughs> I should. What? Man, that fucking movie, that threw me all off. I don't even know what movie you're talking about. I just yeah, know. It's, a, it's something strange about the Johnsons is the name of the film. <laughs> Not the description I gave to Google the other week. <laughs> <laughs> There's something strange about a lot of Johnsons, but you know they're all different. But uh, these Johnsons, it was rather <laughs> odd. <laughs> well, uh, the, the the talking about uh, just you signing stuff for kids that reminds me of a time when I when Trapped in the Rice was playing at Cynics in Essex. Oh yeah, and terror with uh, terror. Yeah, and I remember kids coming up to Justice and Sam and them outside with you know with shit for them to sign and. I think that was when I was finally mature enough to be like, that's cool. You know, before it would have been like, you fucking nerds, but like it, but, but then I was old enough to be like, that's very cool. So like ever since then, I think that's where I stand on it. You know, whatever, whoever wants to, however you want to enjoy it, just as long as you're 
I've been I've been not necessarily dealing with it, but coming to grips with the fact that like the kids and the people who are into this thing now, they're not they don't have that ethos that we used to have. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're not necessarily as protective over this thing because they didn't really come up in it. With the Internet, when that they just had access to it. So it's just another thing for them to enjoy as opposed to like this. random set of rules I've led my life by for almost 20 years. But I can't expect them to understand that. And they're not, you know, there's no guns falling out. No one's getting stabbed. Kids aren't getting jumped. Beats having a war. Sure. You want me to sign some shit? I'll sign some shit. I don't care. Did you get any weird requests yet? Other than pictures, signatures, anything, uh, anything strange? No, nah, nothing. That's too it. Good. Yeah, they keep It'll it. happen sooner or later. Once we do the full length and really break into the the more mainstream parts of this alternative world. Well, that brings me to one of the questions I have here in front of me, and it's it reads: Even <laughs> though I think it's rad that I get three songs and two three songs in two and a half minutes, is end it going to grace us with a ten to twelve song LP? So yeah, we are working on a full length. Um, those it'll probably be 14, 40 second songs. Don't get your hopes up. It's like a D. We may write a three minute song. Maybe. Whoa, Whoa right? That's a I long mean, the time. comeback is a three minute song. Yeah. Hmm? But we, we are in the process of writing a full length. Yes. And the songs will be longer than yeah, 40 seconds to a minute. There, there's more stuff coming. Good. I mean, everybody, everybody wants that, but, it's, but at the same time, you, you I, I don't know, I like, I, I, I listened to the whole discography just earlier this evening while at the gym in like 15 minutes or something, right? The whole, the whole, I don't know how long it takes, but it's not long. Like 20, nah. 22 minutes. <laughs> yeah, like 23 minutes. Yeah, and it's nice. It's nice. And you know, one of the things for sure, and I don't think I realized it before, even though it should have been like painfully obvious, is that you guys have gotten like significantly better, which makes total sense. It's like a bull, no bullshit the statement. But like when I listened to it backwards and I ended up in the demo stuff, I was like, all right, like, yeah. are we done here yet? You know, not like, uh-huh. let's go back. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. That's the trajectory you want to be on, right? Yeah. Because those first, those first couple, I mean, those were completely different dudes on mm-hmm. bass and uh, drums. We didn't have a second guitar shit. And uh, I, I don't know. I guess we were still trying to do like a more traditional punkish hardcore style thing. And then, yeah. yeah, like you said, we've got we've come into our own, so to speak. So now we just write what sounds fun to us. I think it's, it's obviously working because people are into it. I got one person here that says you are one of the best three hardcore bands right now. Wow. So I just because because I didn't get any more context than that, I would like for you two to guess what the other two are. Oh, wow. That's a real put you on the spot question. I would have to see this person's profile and see what their pronouns look like. No, these are. (laughs) (laughs) No, I want your I want your if what's the other two? You need to tell me what the other two are. Oh man, there's somebody. Like, I mean, somebody I'm already gonna, picked I'm you. Gonna, so. I'm gonna jump out there. We have met many a band. 
uh, especially hardcore band, whatever, in not the course a, of doing a, this, this thing. This is not a slight on anyone. This is not a slight, but, you know, flat spot on top, it probably goes Scow Zulu ended. It's fair. It's a home, homer shit, but it's fair. Ended, or maybe just flat spot and whatever the fuck else is coming out. But <laughs> again, that's no yeah. critique against the homies. because like if we, if we had to go outside the yeah. flat spot world, uh, maybe maybe to put it in the context of like uh, a new jack just getting into hardcore and like what bands are mostly being thrown at them. Yeah, it would probably go to three. I drop. You know. All right. <laughs> I'm, just gonna put, I'm gonna put two out there. Okay. That I feel like cover an umbrella. Yeah. Enough again. Not, not to say that we don't like a political people. pick. My political picks would probably be Drain and Mind Force. See, fuck yeah, that was mad disrespectful. My bad. Yeah, that's good. Cat's political picks. Force. That's what. That's it's what you got to go with. This is why they don't let me do interviews. I'm, again, I wasn't supposed to be here. <laughs> that's but, impossible. But, I if I, but if I were to pick, like, a, just like three, because like there's so but there's many so many more though. Yeah. Like for real, uh, there are so many bands, especially in our little DMV, Pennsylvania. Let's just go from Massachusetts to just Massachusetts Virginia. to Richmond. Shit, like, yeah, let's go from Massachusetts to Richmond. There's so many bands that are actually out there doing it in their worlds and like their interpretation of hardcore. Mm-hmm. I can't like just that. like shout but it's definitely us. Also, shout out to Never Again <laughs> Cutdown Split. Those are two bands yeah, that I love. Like, you got Never Again Cutdown. That's two bands that people should really the kids pay don't really to fuck more. with that because they don't know what they're missing out on. Yeah, I don't. I didn't even listen to those guys yet. I know that splits out on Takedown Records. Like I'm aware of it. I see it, it is but good. I haven't put it on yet. So you know what I mean? I'll risk. I'll hold my own. Uh, uh, a fucking ankle biter. Yeah. What's uh, what's the John in Massachusetts? The world. Street pop. CMI. Like there's so there are so many hardcore and punk adjacent bands. Full of people who've been down for a long time. There's also mm-hmm. the band too. Yeah, like well, shut Brat, Sinister Feelings. Your, your job bombs, your job bombs, your Sinister Feelings. Uh, who fuck else we got? Erode. Erode. Like for I don't real, know that one. Uh, Erode's probably been out maybe like a year. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Year. I, I'm not gonna say that either because I don't know. Yeah, well, me and Pat were actually sitting down. He was like scheduling, obviously, a Metro earlier. And I was like, hey, yo, Pat, give me a date. I saw this band the other day that I want to blah, blah, blah. He's like, I feel you. There are no dates. There are so many bands right now. Mm-hmm. And of course, people want to come to Baltimore because obviously we're putting on. And all people come to Baltimore and they just spread the gospel of like, y'all went to Baltimore. I had the best fucking time. And yeah, you did. <laughs> you had to, because this is the quote unquote scary part of the world. Awesome. And then you come have fun with us. And it's like, well, the scary guys are the ones making sure you're safe. Yeah. And we ain't even scary because all the real scary ones done retired. <laughs> well, that makes <laughs> that makes me really happy to hear because that's how I that's how I came to Baltimore because I went there and I had fucking fun. So much fun that I moved there, you know? Exactly. And, and uh it it seemed like that went away, but that was all that, but that's just from my perspective as somebody who went away. So I didn't really know. But I mean, you know, now, like, is the, now is the best that's ever been here. As like, as an old dude that's been here a long time and right. seen yeah. for a bit, like this is the best that I remember 
Like you can get kids like Ethan will do a show at for Holy's on a Monday night and there's 120 kids there. Crazy. Like that, like yeah. where you look at like art space days where like if you got 25 kids on a Monday, it was like shocking. But now there's so many kids that go. Like obviously, like shout out Turnstile and Scal yeah. and other bands that really have like projected to a different group of people, but there was never, there's never a point that you can go to like a DIY spot on a Monday at any time of the year in Baltimore and you get 120 kids there. And even, even sometimes if <laughs> I, I always think of a show I went to at the art space that was pulling teeth, like in the prime and Zabalba and yeah. I don't know who else. I don't, I don't remember who else, but it was somebody <laughs> else, <laughs> somebody else pretty big. And it was so shot. Like I remember Tony and I walked in. And we just left because it was it was nobody there. We're like, well, we're not going to be the only ones here. Starhead at Sidebar that one time. Yeah, and it was dismal. It was like, yo, and fucking Puerto Rican Mike was there. Yeah. Like it was Starhead for real, for real. There was maybe twenty people in the house. Dude, the first time Modern Life is War played Baltimore, there was like ten kids there. Exactly. And like, I'm still I'm still annoyed at them. They came they came through Pennsylvania once when Witness came out with just bad attitudes. Not even nothing even happened. They were just. Jerks. So I'm, I've yeah. always I've always held it against them. I love Witness, though. I love that record. This is like one of my <laughs> it's one of my favorite hardcore records ever, like top 25 for me. But I uh, yeah. fuck them. Fair enough. <laughs> so for all intents and purposes, uh, shout out Please Die as well. Oh, please, please die. Yeah. Hell yeah. Love my hooligan. Yeah. <laughs> like shit's good here right now. It's really good. Nah, for real. And like, like for, it, for everybody. And it's not like. uh there is a split because, you know, we all have our different ideals, but we're able to put that shit to the side in terms of the greater good, which is keeping things uh, friendly enough that, like, everyone can keep having shows. You know what I mean? Like, the kids are getting, there's not crazy fights happening enough in these days. Also, shout out Ethan for doing the For Holy shows. Shout out Big stuff. Shout out Lil Big Ethan. Yeah. Sinister Ethan. Ethan Bomb. Fuck else, man. He's in 25 other bands that he's in. Right? Old dragon <laughs> ass. But he's really putting on... Uh, he's, like, he's, right doing the, he's doing the work hardest out of everybody. Because we ain't here. Mm. You know, like... Yeah, he, people try to get dates and shit. And I'm like, I would love to give you a date, but like, I don't know if I'm going to be home. Yeah. I can't really... I'm not going to give you a date and then like, take care of that. I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be there. So. To be fair, that is what I've started doing. Yeah, but you right. own the thing. You don't have a fucking choice. <laughs> Well, you guys, speaking of, of, of that, of going places, you're, you're playing to, from my perspective, more shows than ever, maybe. Uh, so, but anyway, my point, what I was getting to though, is that you're playing a lot of shows and in the last year or so more, you've been quite literally all, you know, I don't want to say all over the world, but damn near it. Right. And that brings to one question for with its test that made me laugh a lot for like, the stupidest reasons, just because I'm me. All it is is all it says is, "What do you think of Wales?" Then, oh, Wales oh I fucking love Wales. Love I have my I have my first full. They don't call it full English in Wales. No disrespect, Wales. I had my first big breakfast in Wales, but fuck black pudding. I will never eat that again a day in my life. Wales is fantastic. That was a, a Wales was sick. Yeah. And shout out Sports Direct. Tell me more um, about we, Wales. We played so when we went to Wales. We played like this historic hotel. The Newport Hotel. The Newport Hotel. We got like an iron mine for venues. I don't know why. Which was one of the last uh, labor resistance movements against the British. Mm-hmm. And like a, a lot of people died 
in the it's a whole it thing. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. And the basement of this hotel was the last real resistance in the labor movement against the British. And then like upstairs. So like I'm go I'm we're in Wales. I'm one, I'm walking around Wales. Dan Crayley, you know me. I'm just some black dude from Baltimore. I'm in Wales by myself, just <laughs> looking at shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, just like touching stuff. It's like I'm in Wales right now. I'm also <laughs> make a statement. Do you think? Here. Not to interject. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. So where we played in Wales, actually, really all of Wales from other places that I've been, it's basically the Baltimore of the UK. Okay, the entire country because it's not like it's just all white trash. To a degree, ah. but it's the white trash that's like us. Is that why familiar? Got, that's why we get along. Is that why we got along there. so well? Everyone's loud. Everyone's got like that that little bit of attitude, but it's just like immediate. No matter what, like within like ten minutes of us being there, it was like okay, yeah, we're fine. Like, everyone's great. Like you guys are great. Yeah, I don't know that I'd be able to point to Wales on a map. Like I know where it is. I got the I got I I know that set of islands got southwest of southwest UK. Yeah, I know. I'm, I still don't know. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I know, but I don't know. I'm just so unsure of myself when I get over there. I was I was looking at I was looking at a, a a world map earlier today. Actually, I was looking to see who was listening to the podcast lately, and I was I was clicking. No, I was just like putting my mouse, hovering it over these these uh these countries and there's countries I didn't even know existed that are out there. There's so many stands countries. Like I know it when I see them, I'm like, man, yeah, that's right. Kyrgyzstan. And it's a big country, man. Who put that out? Like, what? Yeah, like there's a whole lot going on over there. I ain't going. Yeah. There's little guys out there. There's a, there's, there's all sorts of countries out there, uh, but you guys have been playing a lot of them. And, uh, but it's funny. This- you, would, you, the, someone shout out Wales. Wales really was special. That was yeah. the first question I got. That was right away. Somebody with oi in their name on yeah. Instagram. What do you think of I Wales had, then? I have proper fish and chips. We watch a fucking cricket match and we figured out like, oh, that's what's going on. Mm. Uh, some fucking old face tattoo geezer came up to Johnny while we were sitting there and just shook his hand and was like, you guys are all right. We were like, I'm glad. That was weird. Uh, <laughs> We learned a lot that day. We learned a lot that day. You ever heard of Sports Direct? Sports Direct? So Sports Direct is a store out there. And, you know, being Americans, when like Lonsdale and... Uh, like they sell Fred's. They sell, they, yeah, they sell Fred's. All that hooligan shit that we would like lust after. Yeah. Over there is just, it might as well be a Kmart. You know what I mean? It's, it's, like, like, Dick, it's, it's like Dick's Sporting Goods. Yeah, it's like right. Dick. But like we walk into the store and it's like, yo, this hat would cost fifty dollars on the internet, ten dollars. I got fresh fitness sports direct. We're just walking out with a bunch of white plastic bags. <laughs> I checked this old lady in the line. She got all close and hit me with her bag, and like I turned around and she just like rolled her eyes, and I was like, well, fuck me, I guess. And she's like, I'm sorry, love. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bunch of grown men walking out with full sweatsuits. For real, it was sick. Yo, Wales was tight. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad Wales gets positive reviews. What? What was the? How many times did you go over once or twice in the last year? Uh, Just once. We're about to go back the beginning of summer, though. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, The 
how long was that? That was like those were Cold World dates and No Turning Back or something, maybe. Yeah, first half of No Turning Back, late end was Cold World. That's very cool. I remember it's when like the, the best first European tour you could ever have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not even a blown tire. We no one got pulled over. No one got lost. We, we just bullied our 24-year-old driver in TM. Shout out Yari. Shout out Yari. Bless Shout out Warrior Poor Support. He still likes the day to remember, but we've been trying to forgive him. He can't, he can't help it. Some people are just gay. <laughs> hey, no, I, I think we're allowed to do that again. I think we're allowed to make those jokes again. We're taking it back, right? Yeah, because I think they realize we're fucking joking again. Yeah, yeah, no, I've, I've been having a lot of behind-the-scenes conversations about this, about things we're allowed to do and say again, and I think that's nice. one of them. It's nice. We can just joke around again. Call people gay. Not and not mean it in a negative way, right? Just the same well, way we always mean. I, I identify as like they them. And then that's that's a whole queer thing. That's confusing so as hell. Look at it this way. If someone's treating you bad at the show, let me know. And one of us will go to jail for it because we love fucking <laughs> And like I'm I'm a cut you, I'm gonna interject. That's one thing we're doing here lately in Baltimore. Um we're bringing back a culture of respect. And not respect through fear. It's like, mm. I've spoken to you. I've given you space to uh, express yourself in this, that, and the third. And then I'm breaking it down to you while the way you're conducting yourself is disrespectful. So now we're at an And this is all verbal? Yeah. Wow. You got patience. I've had patience for the last 18 years. <laughs> for the last 18 years, I've had. I've been the only me in these rooms. For a minute, I've had a lot of patience, and now I'm in charge. So my patience is wearing thin. We're gonna be nice to each other now. That's, that's <laughs> your face isn't convincing me. <laughs> I'm a nice guy. You are a nice guy, very Thanks. nice guy. Except for when that, when I wanted you to pick up your W two and you never picked up your W two, I saved it at my house for like. I mean, a that year. was a whole time in my life. When that was. <laughs> that, we're talking over ten years ago on that that's one. Fun. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yeah. Yeah. Stand up. That's right. If you didn't live there, you're a bitch. That ass.
Yes, just you, Pat. You only, right. only wanted in, yeah. in love I, and I, in hand. I was too busy to go to the fucking Broasis then, so you can oh, fuck right off. Man, you were in the Broasis. Shout out Broasis. No. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> yeah, but if you didn't do time in Greek Town, I mean, that are, is, you really side, are you really yeah. an Eastside punk if you didn't live in Greek Town for a little bit? I did work down there at a, at a point. Exactly. Uh, that coffee shop, right? I got that. that like, I, worked, I worked there and then other spots. Yeah. Patterson Perk. It's not <laughs> All right, so we'll we'll do a touring one. Uh, the guy, there's one guy. Actually, this is a guy from a band, Ill Communication. He actually was on the podcast just recently. His name is Andy. He's in this band, Ill Communication. They just put out a cool record on yeah. Safe Inside Records. Uh, his question. Well, first he says, "Psych for this." End it is the best band going. Ask him when End It is going to talk Dave Bird into doing a striking distance West Coast tour with them. It's very specific. It'd be sick if it could happen. Like I, I would, I would gladly do it. I love Dave. Like I love that whole band. I love that was the when we did the record release. Like that was yeah. like the that was such a hail mary pass where we were, had gone over a bunch of bands. There was like none of them could do it. And I was like, you know what? Like I'd like to see Striking Distance again. Let's just see if we can make it work. Mm-hmm. And it was just going to be for one show. It's like I'll figure out flying them out and get them the money and do whatever has to happen. But like they could do it. Like, let's fuck it. Let's do it. So like I hit up Dave. I was like, this is fucking random. It's like a month and a half out. Like you had talked about wanting to do it, like, or do a show again, play our record releases. Like, yeah, I'll talk to Eddie and Mike. And then they got Kevin from majority rule to play bass. And it was like, all right, within like two days, he's like, yep, it's in. We'll do it. But since we're on the topic, shout out Dave Bird, shout out Matt Maher. Yeah. Shout, shout out. Shout out that whole world. But yeah, we're, like, we're, we really have been establishing a good relationship with DC that, uh, that I mean, Christ, like, yeah, Dave, Dave was on. Dave flew all the way to London to watch us play. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Like, surprised us. Like, I looked up, yeah. like, fucking Dave Bird's here. Yeah. Second, That's awesome. Second to last day of tour, he showed up. And then he sang Justice's part for me. Oh, uh, nice. Nice. When we yeah. played in London. I always say that, uh, Striking distance, desperate measures, worn thin, my luck. It was like basically, it was basically a young blood record show that happened in York uh, when I was in high school. It was like the show that made me go like, all right, I'm like I was already going to hardcore shows, but that was the show where it was like that put it together. This is this is the one I bought the desperate measures demo tape, and then you know probably sold that on eBay or something at some point. But you know it was it was cool. That was that was like the show for me to like really be like, all right. Hardcore is my thing. Fucking Ryan was losing his mind for us on Saturday. That yeah, was, was that, that really warmed my heart for real. That's awesome. It's got it's, it's got to be nice to see all this uh, validation coming forward. See, I well, hold on a second. Yeah. I, I notice Akil, and I love it that you're wearing the Pleasant Living shirt there. Which oh shit, yeah, <laughs> unintentional, unintentional. I forgot <laughs> I was there. My roommate Allie, she's a uh, Matt Bennett's cousin, and he oh, okay. And then I, she was wearing it around the house. I was like, yo, I'll buy that shirt off you for like $20 right now. So she gave it to me for Christmas. Nice, nice. That was, yeah. Matt Bennett designed it. So that's, that's why he had it. I know. He was, the show, he was the show on time. He told me he shed a tear when uh, me and my mom were performing. As did many of the homies. Like I said, Matt was like, nah, I killed that was big. And then, yeah, I got the fucking PL shirt on. I don't know if you ever listened to this band that you were in. It, it was amazing. <laughs> Ah, it was a, it was a thing. It was a, I got, I got plenty of seven inches if you want them. Uh, 
Yes. <laughs> I'll trade you some Never Enough stuff this morning. I probably have those though. I got I got the Never Enough stuff. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. You got any neglect original shit you want to get rid of? I don't know if you uh, know. I'm in this band called End It. <laughs> the only thing, the only neglect thing I can think I have off the top of my head is like the, a two CD thing and like the split with cleanser on seven inch. Ooh, that's, that's, that's the only thing I can think of off the top of my head that I got. Oh, yeah. They're, they're a tougher one to get, but oh, well, all right, let's, let's, uh, let's go back to, all right. Some guy wants me to ask you a keel. Okay. This, obvi- this obviously seems like somebody wants you to say something. Do you know anybody with a Harley Davidson? Hi, Tim. Shout out the chat. Shout out my man, Tim, from fucking Richmond. Uh, that is my friend, Tim. He is rich. He owns a Harley Davidson. It's like a stupid joke. Tim's just a solid guy. But um, I don't own a Harley, nor my own home. So Tim's rich. Yeah, I don't need that. That's that's a, it's just that's a, a stupid inside joke. But hi, y'all. That's a st- I figured it was, but, you know, I, yeah. like, I, I'll they, throw it in Thanks for putting that one out there. They're going to <laughs> now Pat's going for a minute. I'll ask you another one. This one's this one's uh, directly directed at you. It's a really long message, and uh, he says, I "Met I met Akil a couple times, and he's been nothing but a sweetheart." Gotta ask. This is a strange question. Gotta ask if he's. Gotta ask as the spelling error. He's a massive fan of Billy Joel. Yeah, that's what he says. <laughs> Gotta ask if he'll be attending his concert at Baltimore MT Bank Stadium on October 7th. Oh die, Playboy. See, I spent all my time being a fucking hardcore band, so I don't really got the finances to go see Billy Joel. <laughs> <laughs> all my free time where I would be making money, I'm on tour. That's fair. That's fair. He gave, yeah, he went on then for a, a nice little story about how he met you. And uh and this is hardcore. And then he met you as security at the auto bar another okay. time. So this was somebody's a big fan, apparently. But uh, yeah, I guess he, I guess he yeah, wants to. I'll, I'll probably be at the auto bar working. Tell him Billy Joel, stop by. Hey, Billy Joel, let me get a ticket and I'll sing a couple songs for you. <laughs> Take some time off the set. All right, we got we got another one here, which this one is. I don't know if this is relevant anymore. I mean, this might have to add this out because I don't see you doing much about it anymore. How did Up the Blunks come about? Oh, oh yeah. Up the Blunks, uh, when we played, I've told this story numerous times, when we played the uh, Why Not Live show with Turnstile and DDM and something else played, I can't remember. But uh, the homie Kevin was performing at the Baltimore Comic Festival which is wild because the homie Kevin, one of his bands is playing this evening. I think they just played while we were back here. They're playing right now. They're playing right now. Shout out Saffron. But the dude, Kevin, uh, he heard me tell this stupid joke. Just like, you know, me saying shit in between songs. I was like, uh, I met that nigga guy. He smelled like fish. I was going to say pussy, but then I remembered, I was like, oh, I am in public. I can't just make the punchline pussy. That's a little low, bro. And uh, he cracked up at that joke. And then he hit me up and was like, would you like to do this podcast? So the first episode of Up the Blunks is the first time me and Kevin actually ever hung out in real right. life. Yeah. Look, the only way to maintain, and and Pat, I'm going to throw you in on this one. The only way to maintain a, in my opinion, a long running podcast, and I'm not including the word successful in this, a long running podcast is to be the only fucking person doing it. Because when you got to deal with other people, 
if you can't you can't rely on other people you can't match up schedules you can't yeah yeah you know, i don't I fucking know what i was doing anymore me and neil couldn't keep keep up with it yeah and yeah. even outside of that situation the band started doing more so yeah and then like, like i hit that deer so i haven't been able to get to the district that deer did a lot to your life didn't it Deer kind of it helped and, and hindered do I need one? I can't even pick yeah. up a fucking yeah. cup. Well, I'm doing it with you. I mean, I, what are you guys doing? Just shots of vodka? What do you got going on? Tequila. Uh, we're drinking it's the tequila. Uh, rock tequila. Yeah, oh, shout out. Nice. Shout out Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Friend of the show. Smell what the rock's been cooking. <laughs> Kidney failure. <laughs> well, this is a racial question, so it's for Pat. Oh, great. <laughs> Right, oh, perfect for me to come back. To uh, is it true that black people have an extra muscle? Didn't you hear what Paul Bear said? I got a third bone no. in my leg that makes me jump higher. Yeah. I can't believe the kids got upset at that dumb shit. By the way, since I got you in, you remember that? No, this was, was a thing. This was all right. So this here's the here's the secret behind this question. That was my question. This, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow! Damn. Uh, that that was growing up in like white suburbia. That yeah. was like the rumor. I know. It was like that. Yeah, like y'all had a different, a different anatomy. Yeah, different anatomy. Yeah, and that's why. So I just need to get to the bottom. I figure Pat would know. Well, ah. you guys sleep in the same bed. No, we do sleep in the same bed. Any extra muscles in there, Pat? I know there's the one that ran its hand down my back. <laughs> I miss my old lady. We was on the road. <laughs> let me explain what happened. Cause he's like, he's not going to let him put me out there like that. We oh, were, that, that was being gentle. We were sharing a bed, right? Hey, look at it this way. Hey, Dan Crilly, you married, right? Sure am. Yeah. You love your person. That's right. I don't know if you do this, but occasionally I'll just reach back and make sure she's still there. We do a foot touch. We just link up <laughs> feet. That's it. This is not I hadn't fun. seen Shorty in however many days. And I guess in the midst of me sleeping, I just reached yeah, back. The following morning, Pat was like, hey, bud, did you, uh, did you rub my back while you were sleeping? And I was like, if I did, you're welcome. Got scratch marks down his back. <laughs> I would have taken that. But do, I, you, I love a back scratch. do you remember when uh, the kids got mad at Paul Bear for making one of his silly... No, I mean, I feel like that happens so many times. I don't, you know, I don't remember they, that he instance. He said that dumb thing about, like, you know, blacks, they got an extra bone in their leg, make them jump higher. And the internet got, oh, yeah. they got so upset. And you know, me and Paul have actually built like a more personal relationship and sure. playing a lot of shows together. I never asked him about it, but I've spoken to Paul Bear enough times. Paul Bear's not concerned about what black people are not getting into. <laughs> if I can be honest, he's it's just, that's one of those American racist things that yeah. we got to just grow up with. Cause it's absurd. We all know better than that. <laughs> we, we dwell yeah. in the absurdity of, yeah, but nobody's ever answered it. So, you know, I'm just still trying to. I mean, if there was, we'd have figured it out by now. What's up? <laughs> yeah, nah, I ain't got no extra bones. No, or extra I bones. didn't think so. But I had to ask, you know, I had to ask. Actually, uh, you'll, you'll appreciate this, right? So Danny from fucking Cold World, um, we were, where were we at? Holland? I'm about to drop all types of names and locations. We were in Holland <laughs> playing with Cold World. And after I said, he was like, how do you, he was like, you sing like an angel and then you scream like oh, a yeah. 
He was like, how do you do how do you do that? And I was like, I got an extra bone in my throat. <laughs> and he was like, I bet you do, bud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was a bet. We all died. That was sick. That was one of the funniest moments of that whole goddamn tour. Well, that's I think you touched, I think you've talked about it before about your whole I, I mean I, so from just knowing you and from uh the times we've done this before and from listening to, I think every episode of up the blunks, like I've heard you talk a lot. Right. So I don't know what shit you shared publicly or what's just, I know yeah. about you, but you, you like singing's been your thing for a long time, way before end it. Right. Yeah. I went to, I went to school. Uh, well, I grew up in the church, you know, I was on the choir. Obviously that lady that I did that video with had me in the children's choir. Yeah. So I've been doing that my whole life. And then uh, I get to high school and my zone high school had I gone there and this ain't really an exaggeration at this point. Had I gone, had I gone to the high school I was supposed to go to, I'd probably be dead or in jail right now. Mm-hmm. And that's not saying that the school was bad. That's because I'm an asshole. Yeah. But my parents were like, nah, I'm going to send you down here with all these white kids and you won't go to school for chorus because you got accepted. You auditioned. Mm-hmm. My first day there, I was like, I don't like this. I'm around all these white kids. This shit weird. My father's like, well, go again tomorrow and let me know how you like it. Okay, you won't keep going here until you get high school diploma. <laughs> and that was really the beginning end of that. So, yeah, I got into, you know, musical theater and show choir and shit because you could take those classes and not have to take academic classes. Mm-hmm. And fuck school. I get to hang around girls and sing songs. This is sick. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Look at you now. And now look at me. I get to hang around girls and sing songs. You get to hang around white guys and sing to them. But hardcore is changing. So there's like it black is. girls in the room too. But I'm like only like Ashley Peters. That's right, everybody. <laughs> Ashley Peters from Redding, Pennsylvania. I love you very much. <laughs> oh man. Good 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 recovery there. Wow. That was that was impressive. Thank you. I tried. Nah, she know what it is. I don't, I ain't got the, especially I'm in my thirties. I don't got the energy to go through all that. We got the internet. They be screenshotting. I'm not going to set myself up for failure. I'm fine. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't even, don't even, uh, no, I'm not even entertaining. No, absolutely not. It's, I'm thankful for being, uh, just old enough to miss all that shit. It's messy times to be out like, here screwing. Yeah. You can't, like, how do you have a how? I couldn't even could you imagine like sending some type of spicy message and now you just get inflamed by Twitter because you thought you was being cute? Oh, the humility, the embarrassment. I wouldn't be able I'm to. I'm too happy where I am. Yeah, this I, is fine. This is great, actually. Yeah. 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 Well, like uh, I mean, do you feel like I don't think you do? I don't think you do at all. But do you feel like maybe maybe I'm wrong? Do you feel like you're because of the way the fucking world is? Not the world is the culture. I don't know what the fuck who to blame for it. But everybody's always out to cut everybody down, cancel each other out with those shit. Are you censoring yourself in situations? For sure. Yeah. Uh, as much as I don't censor myself, I censor yeah, myself a right. whole lot. Because remember, all of our parents were born in like the fifties and sixties, so. A microaggression was real, but it didn't exist then. Mm. You know? Explain. Uh, so, like, you know, a microaggression would be like, oh, your hair is so curly. Oh, I can't, I can't, what, what's going on with your hair? 
where a person might be trying to like be condescending towards the person for their hair texture and whatnot. Whereas in the sixties, they would just be like, "Where you from, Sherlockan? You got Sherlockan hair," and that would just be the beginning and end of it. Now you can't say like, "Oh, what you got hair like a Sherlockan?" That just sounds crazy, right? See, do you see how quiet? <laughs> All I said was people from Sri Lanka have Sherlockan hair. I just don't know the hairstyle in Sri Lanka, so I, don't I can't. Know. But you know what? I, you know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna say your hair looks nice and shut the fuck up. You're gonna Google Sri Lankan boys. I know what you're gonna do. I know the, the pattern of behavior you established. His dad thriller movie. <laughs> Google. Come on, left. Well, you guys have announced. I think it's announced. I don't know why I would know otherwise that you're gonna be doing West Coast dates with Angel Dust. Mm-hmm. For uh, so for a little relevant information for people, when, where, what's going on? Tell me about it. Uh, let us consult the phone. Yeah. <laughs> but you got like the actual dates? Yeah. Oh, so yeah, since I got everyone's here, right. I have no idea what happens outside of where I need to be. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the shirts look like. I don't know what venue we're playing. I don't know what time we go on. All I know is. I know what time and day I need to link up with Pat Martin to get to the airport or the space. And then from then on, wherever these four white boys go, that's where I'm going. That's all I know. <laughs> I know to follow one of the boys I was with. And then I show up and do the thing that I do. And then I fuck off. This is why we share a room. Because like in the most traditional Hollywood sense, I'm the talent. I don't need to know anything else. I'm showing up here to do my job, which is thing. Yeah. And, and be black and have fun. Yeah, it's really a traditional singer's uh, role, but you like upped it a hundred <laughs> times with, with being with all your sass and personality. I appreciate yeah. it. You know, what, you know what else he does in addition to that, though? He helps load in. Oh, no. You're fake then. No fucking help. <laughs> You ain't no real vocalist. You you earned the right by carrying the load, metaphorically. You know, and you need to shut the fuck to up to not have to carry any physical and you, load. And you need to stop. <laughs> Actually, uh, I tweeted this out, which is crazy to say. <laughs> okay, so like, if I'll pull, I'll pull up to a venue, and like, if I see there's people standing outside when we pull up, I'll just farmers walk both of the heads in, and I'll take my time yeah. just to demonstrate that I'm stronger than you. What's up? <laughs> and like, I'll go ahead. And like, at a casual pace upstairs, I don't give a shit. I take my good old time loading that shit in. Technically, it's still loading it. Still loading it. It's not your job, though. So you're going above and beyond. So I, I, I give you credit for that. Stop. <laughs> and stop. <laughs> hey, um, you, you did this. Oh, your question before, though, we're doing yes. the West Coast with Angel Dust from. June 7th through the 17th starts in Northern California, ends in Southern California. Oh, wait, we not going? I thought we were going up to like Portland and... We are not because Gus Bowman read me a fucking riot act about not going to Portland. Okay. They wouldn't have your kind. I don't think Portland's allowing fun people at this point. Probably not. Probably not. Went to Washington that one time. That was fun. Yeah, Washington was great. Shout out Frisco Freeze and that white lady on Crystal Meth. That Shout out the Bonnie at that weird Thai spot we went to. Went to a Thai spot? Or not the Thai spot, the the, the, f- the fuss spot. The fuss spot, yeah, that was sick. Good time. Tell me about, tell me about the, real quick, just yeah. uh, one highlight 
West Coast. I've never been out West. Tell me what's the what is the best part about going out to the West Coast? You guys did the full West before I was in the band. So we did that in 2017. Me personally, coming from the concrete jungle that is Bulmer, uh, the desert. Like yeah, it's not real to me. The first time I laid eyes on the sand dunes and like the desert, I was like, this is so in the desert, you can just have a gun and just go shoot shit. Yeah, I saw you doing that. Like 200 yards away, but you just be in the desert just popping off. There's nothing to kill. It's awesome. <laughs> I, you can just drink beer and shoot guns. We met up with Anton and like Anton had whatever he had and we got some beers and we just went out into the desert and we're just shooting cactuses and beer cans and hanging out and it was sick. I had a great time. I can't wait to go back to the desert. <laughs> I want to move out there. Why? <laughs> so that's, uh, that's my in-depth question. I just I want to know why. Broad question at all. I really uh, <laughs> one. It it wasn't cold. That's a, it. Ain't cold here anymore, man. The fucking winter's over. It didn't snow once. <laughs> We're today's done. great. Yeah, today's great. But like, just the it was, it was almost eighty today. It's fucking April. Right, hear me out. If I, if I walk into if I walk into the woods, right. I got to yeah. remember how to get back. Ain't no fucking trees in the desert. So I can just go in a straight line, turn my black ass around and come right back. <laughs> so it's, it's just, it's a better place to get lost. Essentially. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a reason. Yeah. And like, I don't know, just a different scenery. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I'm fucking with you. I that's always said, I always said I would love to move. Well, I always said I was going to move South. And then I moved to Baltimore for like eight years and then I came back north. Like I don't it didn't work out. Yeah. Like, but uh but uh but the idea was always you just to get away from cold weather. Did you see me sing a song with the gorilla biscuits? I did. That's a great thing to bring up, actually. So, so you just did these show, these shows. Was it two shows with them? It was two yeah. shows. Two shows with them. One Baltimore, one Richmond, maybe. Wait, how does that how's that come about with you up there with Civin Company? Is that the second night? That was a second night. So obviously we performed before them the first night and uh, we get off stage. I'm like roaming around just like uh, decompressing. And I see Siv, we make eye contact. I introduce myself, which is one thing people should start doing. Like if you come to someone else's part of the world and you know who's got the keys, you should take it upon yourself to introduce yourself. Sure. If I'm playing a Gorilla Business show, I just co-headline, you should say, hey, hello, my name is so-and-so. Especially if it's a band you know and respect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I did the same thing for Madball the day before because I work at Auto. I went in the green room and was like, hey, what's going on, y'all? My name's Akil. I'm from Baltimore, blah, blah, blah. It's just a nice, respectful thing to do. But uh, I got to see Sid was backstage and you can tell, of course, as a front man, I know he got a little bit of jitters. And then we just ended up chopping up for real, for real. And he was mm-hmm. like, yeah, really? he was like, that was amazing. He's like, now nah, I got to go follow that. And I get that a lot, but I could tell he was like, no, you really made me have to get up there and follow that. Yeah. But in my head, I'm like, you're the gorilla business. You don't even need to, you can give the crowd the mic and sit on the stage and yeah. it's going to be just as good of a show. You could phone it in if you wanted to. You could fall. Oh, he could have dialed it all the way in. But that was a big compliment. So then, so then, how did he come? How did it come together that you were up oh, there within the following night? So the following day, um, I'm home. 
course, we're playing Baltimore. And at this point in my life, if we're playing Baltimore, my head's huge. Not like my ego's so big that I'm too big to speak to anybody and nothing like that. But I'm oh, home. No. It's soundstage. It's sold out. Motherfucker. You're one, one of these guys, huh? Right? I just went up to, I went up to Siv and was like, hey, Siv, can I sing Degradation with you? And he was like, yeah. Like, he, without <laughs> missing the beat, he was like, fuck yeah. And he's like, you want to do it like Run DMC? And I was like, for sure. And that was unrehearsed. If you watch, I got a little carried away because I love that song. But we were initially going back and yeah. forth. Right. And at the end of that, he was like, yo, it was almost like we rehearsed that. I was like, yeah, I, I know every note and every word to start the day, yeah. front to back. I know every breath, every fucking solo. I'd love the Gorilla Biscuit. Oh, that was That's like awesome. Kids in a candy store. Yeah, it was awesome. I was 14 all over. I was in my parents' bedroom learning how to two-step all over again. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw you two-step up there. I think you might have did some stage mosh. I feel one or two. That's shimmy. I, can't, I hit a cartwheel, dropped my knife. That knife. What a good knife. <laughs> that knife. <laughs> you mean this knife? Always got everybody. In, in, Jesus, that's a, that's a wide one. It's a girthy one. It's thick. I don't know if you met me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, real quick, though. The fuck I did to my finger with said knife, though. That's why I don't. That's Well, that's not why I don't carry a knife, but I don't fucking. I, when, when I live in Baltimore, everybody had a knife. And we would get drunk and we sitting at the bar, sitting at the stone or something. And everybody would start pulling out their knives. And eventually somebody would cut themselves. They wouldn't uh-huh. cut somebody else. They cut themselves with the knife. And, uh, you know, no, of course, nobody's going to get stitches or anything. And then just got a weird wound on their fingers for several weeks. I never wanted to be one of those people. It's fun. <laughs> it's, worse. it's fun. But, but, uh, but nobody ever know, ever use those knives. For anything useful, other than to show them off, yeah, exactly. I'm serious. I'm serious. Yeah, because I was, I, I was actually. I mean, this is like, like a patch on a jacket. Yeah, yeah. no one. This ever is did. way, way off on a tangent that I don't even think we need to get into. But I was thinking about the other day when I was running or something for some reason. I was thinking about the people in Baltimore who I used to know, used to hang out with, don't really fuck with anymore, like at all, or just don't know whatever happened to them. And uh, there's a lot of people that would. Get in fights, but they would only get in fights at hardcore shows when it was like a real safe way to get in a fight. Get in a fight, yeah. And it was, and they had like this air of like being a badass, but it, but like it was only there. Yep. And I don't know. It just like dawned on me recently. It's like this. It only happened when it was really safe for it to happen. Like when you, you knew you're gonna have a room. You only ever popped off when you had like six or seven of them with you. Yeah. Yeah, and you knew that the other person was fish out of water, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's 10 guys there that are your buds that are going to not let you get the shit kicked out of you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's not really the case because uh, I work security at Auto Bar. It's literally my job to get in the fights <laughs> with drunks. Yeah. Not a fun job, but someone's sure? got to do it, right? Yeah, I, I don't want to. Man, Sometimes I still have a great time. Like, man, I fucked that dude up. <laughs> let's let's end this on a Billy Joel. Do we have related a question? favorite song? No, let's just let's pick a favorite album. It should be easy, I think. But let's just pick oh, a favorite album. Yeah, just no shit. I'm not. I don't agree. Really? What's your favorite Billy Joel album? Was it, is it Fifty Second Street? 
Okay. That is a banger too. Now, all right, hear me out. Favorite, You're not wrong. Favorite Billy Joel song? You get to go. Well, no, 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 because I I will pick the one that nobody's supposed to pick. But I'll, if I'm just being honest, it's just Piano Man. It is. Yeah, not a bad song. Great it song. is like I know it's a real generic, easy. No, that's not a but, bad one. How about you? If I had to pick. Oh fuck! I'm gonna say it's number one, but it's like number one right now. It could change tomorrow. Allentown is top tier for me. That's pretty I good. Love, but I also like I love I love sad songs though. It's either scenes from an Italian restaurant that was the, that was or just plan. the way you are. That is that's a, that's all, all good tricks. My plan B. Pat so, wants to pick River of Dreams. And not a bad song. Not though. a bad song. <laughs> Tell me that's not a great hook. Oh, it's, it's classic. Classic. 1993. Who would have thought? I was it was I was in eighth grade then. The whole world was in front of me. Did you say you were in eighth grade, 1993? Yeah. Um, I was I was eight. Yeah, I was three. Well, cool. <laughs> Fuck both of you then.
So there you have it. That was my conversation with Pat Nikhil of End It. As you heard, there's more on the horizon from the band. Since we talked, they have announced a European tour and that they're playing This Is Hardcore Fest in Philadelphia. Both things to be excited about. But most importantly, there is an LP in the works, we shall say. Who knows when? I'm not going to put any timeline on it. Even if they did, I'm going to take that away and I'm going to leave it open ended. You'll get it when you get it. All right. What do they say? You'll get what you get and you won't be upset. That's what you say to little kids. And then they still get upset. Doesn't really work. But we try. We try to tell them not to cry and they still cry. Much like the world today. Uh, Doesn't uh, Metal Church have a song about children crying? They do. And it's a good one. Anyway, listen to Metal Church. But first... Go do whatever you need to do to support End It, and uh, and it will be much appreciated by them and by me, too, because I want to see them succeed. Even though they don't need my help, they're doing just fine. It was great to catch up with these two. That was kind of the way the conversation went. As you heard, if you listen this far along, just a couple of friends bullshitting, no real agenda, except for the conversations that were provided by you, the listeners. Uh, might do more of that in the future. Um, it is nice to get the outside questions. Might not. I don't know. You know, mixed results, I would say, but still kind of fun to do it that way. I got to do it with people that I know like this, where we can fill the gaps with bullshit and uh, work in progress, but maybe a new format to include in getting it out podcast. I really enjoy when podcasts like Post America podcasts do this. So I was biting off of them a little bit to try them, Richie, a little bit to try that with and it and it uh mixed results but we'll keep going all right if i stopped doing all the things because i'm getting mixed results i wouldn't be doing the podcast right now so you know work in progress but the band and it is clearly not a work in progress as they are about as good as a hardcore band gets at this point and it's really exciting to watch them rise from my little seat here on the internet is basically the truth of it uh so good for them if you can get out to any of their shows i highly suggest it as you already are aware i'm sure they put on quite the show so go check them out go scream their songs in their faces and have a good time maybe get a little soul singing to you right in your face right back at you you know it's a reciprocal that's not a word it's a relationship that is reciprocated hmm yeah, working on that. Also a work in progress. That's my vocabulary and the way I speak. See, I just did a little Yoda thing there. It's not good. We shouldn't talk like that. Anyway, I should just stop talking entirely and play you another song from a band from Baltimore. Another one that they brought up that I said I didn't know. And I didn't really, if I'm being honest. So I looked them up and I said, yeah, I should play a track from them. This one is a road and it is by a road on the album road demo ep whatever you want to call it uh check it out you can find it at erodebaltimore.bandcamp.com it's also on all streaming services but you can buy it for name your own price on bandcamp so i suggest you go there put in ten dollars or one dollar or zero dollars whatever just check the band out this is a road by a road on a road thank you for listening bye-bye
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.